Hi, thank you for joining my podcast today. I'm here with Denise Androff, Regional Director for the Pacific West and Northwest. And we're here today to um, talk about Colby Sharp and Donalyn Miller's book, Game Changer. Hi, Denise. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. So Denise, will you um, share with us what your biggest takeaway was from this book? Absolutely. As I read Game Changer, I just found myself circling and underlining and highlighting and even starring so many different messages throughout the book. And it just constantly reminded me of the power of books and just how essential it is that every child have access. And each of these moments that I was highlighting really made me stop and reflect on my own instructional practices from back when I was full-time in a classroom. Uh, It made me think about all of our districts and kind of connect with districts that we work with. And then it just really made me stop and think of our products and the impact of them in a school. Because yes, book access is about actual books and having quality, diverse books in our classrooms and in our libraries, but it's also about all of the opportunities that students are given to interact with books at home and at school and the importance of building a culture of reading in a school and even across a community. So it just brought all of that um, really to the forefront as I was reading it. Um, As I go back now and think about some of my, you know, those big takeaways or those aha moments, uh, one of my favorite quotes from the book is, it is better to lose a book than a child. Uh, So often teachers, and I know I was guilty of this years and years ago, um, and even library media specialists, we get so protective of our books that we can criticize or, you know, even have punishments for students when they bring a book back late or ripped or when it's not returned at all, Uh, rather than sort of shifting our mindset and being thankful for the fact that the book was well-read or well-loved, or hopefully it's being read over and over and over again, and, you know, maybe it even found a new home on a child's bookshelf in their bedroom versus, you know, making its way back our shelves. So I know I was really guilty of that um, and just being so in love with all my children's books that I didn't always think about the fact that it was better for them to have it than for me. Um, yeah. There were also some just great chapters that talked about leveling and independent reading. And I loved that they, these two of these chapters just started off with quotes that really um, struck me. So chapter five, Uh, talks a lot about leveling and it has this quote from a boy named Jake and that's how the chapter opens and he says kids shouldn't be told that they can't read a good book just because it isn't in their level it's just not fair Um, and then that you know the way the book's written once the chapter opens it just leads into so much thought-provoking text around reading reminding us that Reading levels apply to text um, that the children are reading. It doesn't apply to the child, uh, him or herself. Um, We really have to be careful of not becoming too dependent on those. Reading levels is our only criterion for selecting books for our students. Um, In chapter nine, another one of my favorite quotes is actually from Maya Angelou, and it opens chapter nine. And she says, any book that helps a child to form a habit of reading 
to make reading one of his deep and continuing needs is good for him. And that chapter then goes in and just talks about the power of independent reading and the power of choice and how those opportunities allow students to take ownership and build confidence and achieve at higher levels and then ultimately, you know, become lifelong readers. So um, those pieces were um, really important and and struck uh, me a lot, those two chapters, just because we do so much work in schools around um, you know, guided reading and, and, and leveled books and um, independent reading. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have so many, but another, another spot that right. really struck out to me, and it was just really simple and powerful, but in chapter six, the, uh, the focus there is about providing and exposing students to texts that is diverse and the impact that it has mm-hmm. on children. And the quote is just so simple, but it said, the absence of a voice is a judgment against, uh, 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 yes, a judgment against. And again, mm-hmm. so simple and so powerful, but just makes you not want right. to stop reading that chapter and, and thinking about and taking all of the strategies they provide throughout the book and, you know, seeing what you can do with them. And then mm-hmm. um, last, one of my other, you know, kind of favorite moments when the book wraps up, yeah, it's really in, inspiring as you read through the book, and it's really fitting at the end. But as the book's beginning to close, it says, you have to be relentless relentless and unwavering in your efforts to get kids to read. You can't let up on it. And I think that's what's kind of cool, that it really inspires you to do that. It makes it feel really doable and manageable and empowered, which is just key for, you know, whoever's reading it. Absolutely. I remember when we were reading the book as a, as a PL leadership team, and one of the quotes was the same one from Jake that stood out to me. And just, I remember, you know, as a classroom teacher, where I taught first grade and fourth grade, um, I was in the beginning, I felt like I, you know, like, oh, you're a level H or you're a level B. And then I slowly became aware, well, they don't know the student isn't the level, the book's the level. So I was really trying to be careful when I spoke to the students or when I spoke to their parents to not call the student um, mm-hmm. the level, right? It's the, your, your child or you can read a level age or, you know, you're reading this, a text at this level. And then the kids, there was always the kids that were carrying the books. You know, my first graders were carrying around Harry Potter that you knew they couldn't read, but it just gave them this self of confidence, mm-hmm. right? To have, and never ever would I say, oh, you can't have that book because it's not on your level. We just made sure that they had a book that was on their right. level, like in their book, right. bag, their book bin. It was okay to carry it in your book bag. It's okay to have, it. it's okay to even look through it because it's not going to, um, cause harm right right? it's just sort of a motivation for that student or those students and um you know if you're working so hard like you said relentlessly and you're not unwavering in your efforts to get kids to read doing something like um, limiting them on their book choices because of their level is going to obviously backfire on you then all your hard work so it's so important. And it just shows too, with all these pieces that you pointed out, that this book is really such a great read and it's an easy read. And there's so many important, I felt like it just gave a lot of really important messages and was kind of like to the point about them and just did such a great job 
um, driving that point home. Exactly. So, um, Denise, um, who would you recommend, like, to read this book? Like, what's your recommended audience for this professional book? Well, the great thing is, is it has such a wide audience. Um, Donalyn Miller right. and Colby Sharp, the authors, wrote this book to, I think, inspire us to, as they say, provide book floods rather than allowing children to live in book deserts, which I thought was just a cool way to phrase it. Um, and so because of that, because of the purpose of the book, it really is an important read and a great resource for anyone connected to literacy, whether a classroom teacher, a coach, a literacy specialist, a, you know, a principal, an admin team, of course, your, you know, library and media specialists um, are great uh, audiences for this book, but hopefully everyone will share it. It'll really go beyond that and out into the community. And it, it works so well for that varied of an audience because it isn't just philosophy. It's not just, you know, heavy, heavy research and it's not just classroom strategies. It's just this nice mix of all three. Um, and they kind of intertwine it with examples of what's happening in schools that are just practical and um, and motivating, as we've said several times. They're easy to implement. They're just great, quick ideas of how you can start to provide these these book floods in classrooms, at home, and out in the, the community. Um, because it's so easy to read, as you said, it just... Um, really allows you time to reflect and get motivated and inspired and just get excited about literacy and building that culture of reading through book access um, kind of everywhere we go. That's how I feel at this point. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Okay. Um, so it sounds like this could be a great book for most of our district partners. It really is, and I've actually already found myself when I'm out in a school or out in a district meeting already recommending this book pretty much every time I'm out um, <laughs> them. So I find myself bringing it into conversations so regularly because it is so connected to the conversations that we're having in our districts, whether it's, you know, getting, you know, more books into classroom libraries or whether it's building more diverse and very or whether it's a summer reading program that, you know, they're trying to build or, you know, even book fairs or independent reading is a, you know, a popular conversation um, that we're having right now. And all of those topics are talked about in Game Changer. So um, it is just so directly connected to the work that we're doing in our uh, districts and the conversations that we're having with them. So um, I'm always really excited to mention it and it's usually always in my bag. So I show them and <laughs> get them inspired to read it as well. That's great. So then in thinking of our work, you know, you mentioned when you're going into your meetings as a regional director and talking with districts, and then I'm kind of thinking more along the lines now, um, for our literacy specialists that are out there delivering professional learning sessions directly to classroom teachers or to these like school media specialists that you talked about. Um, what professional learning sessions do you think this book best supports or connects to? Well, if, you know, we've talked a little bit about, you know, the leveling piece and you and I both reflected on that. And so mm -hmm. of course that piece, you know, has, some sort of indirect connections across a lot of our trainings, whether we're looking at 
you know, whole groups, small groups through guided reading or that independent learning time. So there's just those important messages there, especially for, um, you know, our, our literacy specialists, our coaches who are going out in, in schools and just important messages that they can be intertwining in there. Um, when it comes to kind of, I think, what our strongest tie between professional learning and game changer mm-hmm. is would be in the area of independent reading. Um, the book stresses so much um, the importance of increasing the time spent reading every day, um, the research on um, even just how children that read 20 to 30 minutes a day are scoring in, you know, top rankings on standardized reading mm-hmm. tests. Um, it goes on to talk about student interest and, and choice and the reader's purpose and how much those drive uh, their intrinsic motivation to read and that we have to really be careful not to um, take that away, that it's, that's just such an important part of building a joyful reader. And uh, it then goes on even to talk about the opportunities to read outside at their level, just as we do every day. And um, I just felt mm-hmm. that the, the content in here, you know, just, it just so c- connects with our work around independent reading and what's happening in the classrooms and all of those strategies. So, um, so many, so many great connections, but that one really stood out to me, um, from our professional learning sessions. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so as far as the classic product, what would you recommend um, to connect or like that this book could support or connect um, as far as what we offer for, you know, our classroom products? Mm-hmm. Well, again, so many great connections to our different products. Um, for example, classroom libraries. The book does such a great job of providing tips for teachers around how to build their classroom libraries from how to organize it to how to expand on the quantity and the quality of books, really practical tips, uh, how to maintain a library that is diverse, that's authentic, um, that is representative of what the kids want to read, what they're interested in, you know, what they need to be reading. Um, It goes into details on Um, It even just talks about research around children who are able to interact with well-designed classroom libraries, spend more time reading, that they have found they interact more with books, um, their attitude is more positive about reading, and then all of that put together, you know, you're going to see higher levels of reading achievement. Um, It also goes on even to talk about research around children become stronger readers and thinkers when they have a wide range of genre to read at a range of levels and on a lot of different topics. So when you give them all of those different formats and voices, we're going to again show that increase in achievement um, and just diversity of what they grow to love to read. Um, They also talk about the um, opportunity live through that text when they're reading diverse texts versus just having knowledge about. So, so many different important uh, sections in that book around classroom libraries. Um, there's also some great connections to summer reading, which at this point in the year is a, you know, a hot topic when we don't, we are looking at how we prevent summer slide and that whole idea of reading 365, right? Um, to right. lines, to lit league, to lit camp, to those summer 
book packs that a lot of um, our districts purchase from us, Mm -hmm. that, that part of the book really empowers whoever's reading it to find ways to keep books in kids' hands all year. How important it is that we help get books in students' hands over the summers and, and how you can then make a stronger home connection through that and, of course, you know, help students build their own home libraries. I, I as a teacher, you know, especially in my early days, just didn't really think about it. I knew I needed to have a lot of books in my classroom, but I just didn't think about, you know, how many books do my students have at home? And so that section really struck me as well. And I love that we have so many um, programs and products that address that piece as well. Um, and then, you know, that section even connects to book fairs and um, mm. diff- different ways. You know, we know what the purpose of the book fair, we know how much our kids and families love the book fair, but um, just that idea that children who own books take responsibility for their own lives and, and just how there's different ways through the book fair that we can continue to get more books in kids' hands. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Denise, this has been great. You've shared a lot of wonderful information today with us. And I just really appreciate, um, you know, the amount of time you took to record the podcast today. Is there anything, any final remarks or comments before we wrap it up? Well, it's probably clear I love this book. (laughs) But again, I just, you know, it's just an easy read that's very motivating and just packed full of of ideas and inspiration. I think that's what um, really connects people to the content content and empowers us to make a difference and make sure there are, you know, books in kids' hands. So I guess if I have to wrap it up, I'd wrap it up kind of as they did with that, you know, we just have to remember to be relentless and unwavering in our efforts to get kids to read. And I think that this book makes it feel doable and less daunting, um, which is great. So thanks, Lindsay. So Denise, um, thank you so much for recording with us today. And I just want all of our listeners to know that notes from this session will be on the hub. So um, if they would like to refer back to anything you've heard today, you can find the notes on the hub as well as some page numbers from the book in which Denise referenced today. So thank you so much, Denise, for chatting with me today. And thank you to all those for listening. Thanks, Lindsay. Out with any questions. Absolutely. Bye-bye.